The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Praise God. All right, praise the Lord. You're welcome to the first Sunday in the month of October. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's the tenth month, right? Right? I said ten months, right? Has it been a year of spreading for you? Yes, sir. Oh no, the year is almost ending. Praise God. I mean, this has been a wonderful year. We bless God. I know it's been a challenging year, you know, for you know the country, the country, you know. We know that uh, things have been not too good for many people because of you know how the economy has been. Hallelujah. But you know, well. <laughs> This is a community of faith. Glory to God. And our faith has overcome the world. Glory to God. Yeah, our faith has overcome the world. Amen. Alright, so today I'm going to be teaching you on the sermon title. The greatest deal ever made. Greatest deal ever made. I mean the greatest offer ever made to anybody. Hallelujah. Hmm. Greatest offer ever made to anybody. Mm. You ready? You ready? All right, turn your Bible, St. John's Gospel, chapter number three. John three. It's a very simple sermon. John three. Why should you be a Christian? Or why should anybody be a Christian? What happens when you come into Christ? What you get when you come into Christ? There are many religions in the world, many offers, many, uh, <laughs> many sales speeches, many belief systems. Mm. So I come to Christ. Someone said, "Oh, Christianity is a religion." Even some who say, "Say, oh, one of the problems we have in Africa is Christianity." They know if without Christians, we're going to be having flight, you know, skyscrapers and all the other work. Everything's going to be cool. Glory to God. Christianity is a problem that we have in Africa. The white man does not practice the Christianity he brought and is making progress. You know, all sorts of nonsense. People say things like that. Hallelujah. So what does it mean to be a Christian? John 3.16. Are you there? Everybody knows the scripture. It says, want to go? Everybody read like a mass choir. Forward. God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever should. But have what? Have everlasting life. Have everlasting life. Now what does that mean? He says whosoever believes in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. So if he's offering everlasting life. To those who believe in Jesus. It then would mean that those who don't have everlasting death. That they are dead. For if the solution of God to man's condition was to give life, it would mean that he is giving one man does not have. And the absence of life is what? Is death. Turn to Ephesians chapter number 2. Ephesians 2. You see this quickly. Ephesians 2 and verse 1. He says, and you, verse 1. He said, and you as he what? Quickened, who were what? Dead in trespasses and sins. You see that? You are the what? Quickened. So when he says quickened, that quickened, that means he gave life. 
life. So Christianity is about what God gives. Or what God has given. And what has God given? Life. Everybody say life. Life. He said you are he quickened. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. So if we were dead in trespasses and sins. It would therefore mean. That Christianity is God's intervention. For the sin problem. That means God has done something about the sin problem. And the Christian is the one who has accepted what God has done concerning the sin problem. Amen. Because the sinner is the one dead in trespasses and sins. You are a sinner because of your nature you are a sinner because you were born that way you are a sinner because you do not have eternal life eternal life is what differentiates an unbeliever from a believer all right your conduct and your perfection is not what makes you saved you understand that so that's why when we're talking about a man saying i'm a christian he is a testimony of someone who has received a gift Not someone who has performed the service. He has received a gift. And that gift is what? Life. Everybody say life. 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 Look at it in verse 2. Wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience. So that means those who do not have this life we are talking about. This eternal life. They are in darkness. They are the children of disobedience. Hallelujah. Verse 3 now says. Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past. He says in the lust of our flesh. Amen. Amen. In the lust of our flesh, our flesh told us what to do. Watch that stuff. You watched it. Go that place. You Every single thing that was anti-God, against God, you did it. We had our behavior in the lust of our flesh. Amen. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we're by nature the children of Noah, even as others. This is who we were. Verse 4. But God who is rich in what? Now, let me just stop there for a moment. He said, God is rich in what? In mercy. A lot of people know God a lot. And they know, they always, the revelation of God they have is a God of judgment. Praise God. God of judgment. Always looking for what is wrong with Christians. Hallelujah. Or what is wrong in the people. The church is not a place for perfect people. The church is the place where people come and become perfected in Christ. Are you following? So that means if the church is a place where perfection is, we should expect imperfect people to walk through our doors. Glory to God. We should expect homosexuals to walk in. We should expect lesbians to walk in. Praise God. We should expect prostitutes to walk in. And we should not tell them to change how they look. Change how they are. They should come how they are. Glory to God. Why? Because it's church. Amen. Amen. It is what? It's church. Now, they will not remain how they are. Amen. If that church is alive and if Jesus Christ is there. Why? Because it is come as you are. It's not remain as you are. Because when you come as you are and you encounter Christ, you become a what? A new creation. Second Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? 
is a new type of man. So, when we are saying Christianity, we are not talking about do's and do's. We are not talking about do not wear trousers. We are not talking about do not, 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 do, do, do. No, 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 that's not Christianity. It is to receive the life of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have what? Life! So, if you are here and you are not born again, you are dead. Even though you are living, you are dead. That's what the Bible says. You are in darkness. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. And God is not asking you, don't lie. Because, guys, look at me. How many of you have seen a dead man before? How many of you have seen a dead person before? I know it can be very traumatic, but how many of you have seen a dead person before? You have seen that person before, right? Okay, good. How many of you went on to that dead person and says, Hey, dead man, you, you, you ain't paid your taxes. You, you, you have not paid your taxes. You went to a dead person and said, Pay your taxes. Stop lying. Is that what you tell the dead man? Praise God. Do you give commands to the dead man? Do you tell dead men what to do? No, because he's dead. So when God comes to the sinner, the sinner is dead. The sinner cannot live right. Hallelujah. You can't tell the sinner, don't, um, to, you can't instruct the sinner in righteousness. He does not have the capacity to do right things in the sight of God. So when God comes to the sinner, he doesn't say, do, 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 do. No. When God comes to the sinner, he says, take life. Come alive. You are dead. He resurrects the sinner and brings the sinner out of darkness into his marvelous lights. So when that sinner comes into light, he is no longer a sinner. He now becomes what? A child of God. Hallelujah. Colossians 1, 12. Turn in there quickly. The greatest deliver me. Listen, if you understood what it means to be a Christian, there is nobody that will refuse to be one. Hallelujah. Colossians 1 and verse 12. Everybody read one to go. It says what? Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us what? Which has made us what? Meet to be partakers of the what? Inheritance of the saints we are. Oh, in light. He has made us be to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Hallelujah. Next verse. What does he say now? He says, Who at what? So when we were sinners, we were in the under the power of darkness. We're under the authority of darkness. He says, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us where? Into the kingdom of his dear son. Praise God. I said, praise God. Hallelujah. So, Christianity or Christian, a Christian is a testimony of what God has done. So he's a Christian because God saved him. God redeemed him. God translated him. Nothing he did or God did. What the Christian did was while he was a sinner, he received. Hallelujah. He was dead. God threw life at him. He accepted it. Amen. Praise God. He was in darkness. God threw light at him. He accepted it. Glory to God. Amen. That's what it means. So it's not about do this to you. Someone say, "Oh, what? If, what if you, you, you meet a Muslim and you, you tell, 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 when you go to a Muslim, you're not trying to tell the Muslim to forsake his mosque for the church. That's not the gospel. How many of you know that? That's not the gospel. 
That's not it. Because there are a lot of people in church that are not in Christ. Praise God. You see, being in church and thinking that that makes you a Christian is like being in a garage and saying you're a car. Praise God. Praise God. You say you slept in the garage and then now a Rolls Royce. You know. Imagine if someone here and says, we say someone says, I'm a Rolls Royce, so you're entitled to me. You know that something's wrong with that since me. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. So being a church does not make you a Christian. Only being in Christ does. Amen. Being in Christ. So you see, everyone that is in church should be in Christ. But you see, anyone can walk into a church. Praise God. So also, being in a mox does not mean you cannot be in Christ. Because there are a lot of people that we've led to Christ, but for one reason or the other, they got sick of the mask. Oh boy. I remember there's a Muslim dude like that. He, he got born again. God filled with the Holy Ghost. But the father, the parents, they were going to kill him if he, you know, publicly said, you know, I'm Christian. So we say, okay, no worry, no problem. This is what you do, eh? Go to the mosque, but why are they doing their five prayers? Some, 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 He's always speaking in tongues, praise God. So the guy will go into the, the mosque there. I'm going, Don't grab the Kalashu, Shahan de la Bando, Ekorobon de Sie, Isapaye la Kandele Babaya, Landele Mokosunta, Pashiaba, E la Babaye. You understand? And they are washing, Okodobodia, Kondo, Fura, Shia. Then the man will ask him, there's a glow about you. What's going on? What happened? He says, the joy of Allah. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know some of this is wisdom, right? You know some of this is wisdom. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Amen. So, listen. The sinner is dead in sins. If you are here, you have not accepted Jesus. Listen, I am not better than you. Nobody here is better than you. The difference is, God gave us a gift. All of us. I have accepted, you have not. Now, let me tell you what happens when you accept that gift. Praise God. When you accept the gift of God. Who is the gift of God? Jesus Christ. That's the gift of God. What happens when you accept the gift? The first thing that happens is that you become translated out of darkness into light. Colossians 1 12, as I've showed you. Amen. All right. Let's look at also 2 Corinthians 4. Amen. Just by the way, you know, how many of you actually know that the heart of man is wicked? How many of the heart of man is wicked? I'll give you an example. I used to hate watching Barcelona. <laughs> you know why? They always win. Always win. So in fact, I began to feel that, look, most of these Barcelona fans, they are fake. Because there's no trauma like Arsenal fans. No pain. Because you see, when you're supporting a football club, there should be pain and trauma, depression. You understand? That drama, well, pastors they never had it. You know, they had Messi, uh, Ronaldinho, then Messi came and, and they didn't break leg for 10 years, 15 years, just playing, killed everybody. 
after they lost mercy. I'm so happy. Is he heart of mine is wicked? <laughs> so yesterday I watched them. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> now, now you know how it feels to be a useless club. <laughs> when Memphis they pay, it's your star striker. <laughs> your hope is on Memphis. Watch here. <laughs> He go touch everybody. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter number four. <laughs> and verse three. Look what he says here. He says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are what? So what Paul is saying is this. Nobody can hear the gospel and reject it except that person is lost. Are you following? Which means that the gospel is a light. That if you are not under the hold of Satan, once you hear it, you should accept it. Which means that for someone to hear the gospel and reject it, there is a hand of the devil there. Are you following? Because the gospel is good news to mankind. It's good news that everybody, alright, once they hear it, they should accept it. Praise God. Because if I tell you that, listen, everyone is going to... Eternal death because man was born in sin and man was is a rebel against God's plan. Alright, but because of the sacrifice of Jesus, God has taken care of your sin. No more de destruction, no more death. All you have to do is that I accept. I sign on the dotted lines. Imagine, Pastor ready. If I came to you and said, listen, alright, I've got this three-bedroom terrace duplex, alright, in Lekki, alright, for you. Okay, I realize that you have been believing God for a house of your own, and I just looked at it that why should you walk and get a mortgage and I want to just gift it to you, alright? All you have to do to get ownership is to sign the dotted lines here. Then you come to me and look at me and said, what rubbish. Why should somebody give me a gift of a house? I want to labor myself. I want to walk myself. I will do piggy bank, piggy vest, and I'm going to put money and save it. Then I will put money in my colo. Then I'm going to go and, yeah, I'm going to go and, you know, get all my business courses and everything so that I will buy the house myself. I don't want your house. Now, now, hold on. Does that sound stupid? Does it sound stupid? When you hear it, you say, oh my God, ah, there's something here. Is that how you're going to say? That is exactly how anyone is that rejects Christ's offer of salvation. Exactly. Ah, so I should just believe and I'm saved. I ah, know now. It's too easy. How many of you have heard the gospel message and said it's too easy? Come on, hey, excuse me. So sometimes when we talk about eternal life, eternal salvation, are you telling me that if I all I have to do is accept Jesus and that's it? Yes. Uh -uh, no, 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 it has to be something else. It can't be that easy. My, I have to be, there's something I have to do. You understand? Praise God. So after I get, I have to keep it. You see, I have to, you understand? There must be something I have to do. Do you know why? Because there is something about the human heart. Because the human heart has been trained and discipled in unbelief. For so long before the gospel comes in, all right, you find out that when you hear about God's marvelous free benevolence, something in us questions it. Because we have not met anyone that is that good. Are you following? 
So because we have not made someone that is that good, we question the goodness of God. How can somebody be this good to take care of all of my sins and I've got nothing to do about it? What do you mean? Praise God. Because we are viewing God through the lens of men. And that's our mistake. Some of us, our fathers betrayed us. Some of us, our mothers betrayed us. The way they trained us was that we got good when we did good. We got bad when we did bad. So you're not talking about God that says, listen, I have forgiven you in advance. You forgave me in advance. No, it can't be God. No, 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 no. I don't understand what you are. What do you mean? Hallelujah. I, I understand crying and begging for forgiveness. You understand? I understand being punished for my sins. I understand failing my exam because I lied the day before. You understand? I understand that one. I understand having difficulty with children because I have had two abortions. I understand it. But what do you mean that my sins are forgiven? What do you mean that you are so good, so kind, that you have wiped my slates clean without me having doing anything about it? You did it for me because you love me. What do you mean? Many of us don't even understand love. Our understanding of love is transactional. You do me good because I did you good. Praise God. Like even romantic love. Glory to God. Glory to God. Romantic love. A brother goes to a sister. Glory to Jesus. Everybody's going quiet on me now because I'm about to enter the place. Amen. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. Glory to God. Thank God God is not some sister. And some brothers. Transactional love. The guy just comes. He wants to toast a girl. So this is what he does. He holds his phone like this. He wants you to see the three IPG. So he says, Hi, how are you? I'm Dan. You are? So as he's talking to her, there's one Mercedes C-Class behind him. So for effect, he brings out the key. Just want to make sure he's locked. Pam, pam, so that you understand, that's my car. So are you going anywhere? You understand now, transaction is going on. So love is now arising in the woman's heart. Because of the transactions that has taken place. You didn't say anything exchange, but transaction has happened. So you see, it's transactional. So we are used to people loving us because of what we have. So when we are at our best, we are used to people loving us. At our best. But God commended his love towards us. That while we were at our worst, he gave us his best. And he said, I gave you my best so that you would know that there is no ever, there is no place you will get to where I will say, I can't love you anymore. Because while you were my enemy, I loved you. While you nailed me to the cross, I loved you. While you spat on me, I loved you. While you were there mocking me, I loved you. I don't love you because of who you are. I love you because of who I am. Look at Romans 5. Hallelujah. So, how dare you say you can't come to God because of what you've done? What do you mean? What, what have you done? I, 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 I don't want to be a, I don't, I don't want to be serious. I don't, I don't want to be speak cocoa now because you see, I want to sing first. 
When someone said, ah, pastor, I can't ask you. said, I want to sing well. After I've seen. <laughs> so after I've seen well, enjoy life. If you think carrying babes is the enjoyment of life, it's because you are dead in sin. Carrying babe. That one is enjoyment. This is a, this is a mirage. Praise God. It's a mirage. Carry babe. You understand? You sleep with the person. I'm enjoying life. Then you go to a club. Then you turn your nose to a volcano. Smoke is coming out. Then you see whiskey and Davido, and they're doing like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. And you are thinking, oh my God, you know, this is life. Who told you it's life? Glory to God. You took marijuana. You are high. Have you have you tried Holy Ghost? <laughs> Let me tell you something. For everything in the world you are chasing, there is something better in Christ. Something better in Christ. There's juju in the world. Have you tried Holy Ghost power? <laughs> hey. Amen. Amen. You carry one stupid ring. Oh, show by. Yeah. <laughs> carry ring. Come and shake me with it. First, you will you manifest too. You understand? So I cannot assure you that you will not lose your senses and them are small. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, so one of the meetings we had. So there are people that had gone to some places and gotten some stuff. You know, the places they would go and do stuff and all. So I called them out. I want to pray with them. I began to pray. Fire God's eye falling. Come and see manifestation. <laughs> Amen. Power past power now. Mm -hmm. Amen. Power past power. In the honor of they are seniors. Glory to God. If you are in Christ, you are senior to any witch. Yes, sir. Did you hear what I said? Just by first of all, they born you inside Christ. You are senior to any witch. The Bible says that we are seated far above principalities and powers. There is no elevator you can use from darkness and enter light that is not Christ. Are you following? Cause see airline, don't tickets. There is no airline that is sending tickets from darkness to light outside of Christ. Christ is the flight, is the elevator, is the lift. Glory to God. The smallest child of God is stronger than the biggest devil. Did you hear what I said? He's stronger than the biggest devil. Even if it's as small as my son Jason, and the devil is chasing, and he says, In the name of Jesus, he will stop. Forget the foolish films you are watching, oh. You know those films they are watching? Oh boy, you know those stupid films? You know those films? You see, I believe that some of those Nollywood films has actually programmed Christians to be weak. Yes, sir. They have programmed believers to be weak. Alright? A believer does not expect a demon to go when he says Jesus. Because of those stupid films. He now has to say, Jesus, Jesus, come on, come on, come on. Hey, 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 what is it? It is not, we are not in compression class here. Amen. It's authority we are talking about here. The devil heard you the first time. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. He said, in the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, of things in the earth, and of things under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. 
These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall do what? Cast out devils. You see, that process of casting out devils is a legal process. It is like giving someone an eviction order. It, it means to forcefully evict an illegal personality. Ekbalo, that's what it means. It's, to fo it's force. Casting out devils is not, hey, you see, please, I just want to implore you to excuse us from this environment right now. I just want you to leave. I just want you to move. No, honey, no. Listen, you can, you can, you can fake phone, all right? You, are, you that you have lived all your life in Surulere, you lived all your life in Ejigo. You can come and fake phone. I'm saying, how you doing, Pastor Victor? What's up with you? You good? Don't worry, it's fine. Fake it, no problem. I will want to fake it with you. Oh, Sister Cynthia, how you doing today? Oh, wow, you look gorgeous. I was a salmon. Oh, I thought, oh, I thought it was wonderful. I'm so glad you were blessed. Amen. <laughs> but honey, when it comes to them devils, glory to God, throw away your wig. <laughs> Amen. And you say, in the name of Jesus, me, hallelujah. <laughs> Some of you, you are in Christ, but you don't understand what you have. You are too big to be contained. All this nonsense, you are coming, how can you come out and say you are generational cause? You. See your mouth. You. Who Someone cost you. You. Which authority did they use? Now who signed the paper? Amen. Amen. Who? Do you understand what it means to be a Christian? The Bible says in 1 John 4, 4, it says, You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It means that God is my genetic program. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Any program written about me in the realm of the spirit is God to God. Because my ancestry is God. He says, yeah, of God. My ancestry is God. My genealogy is God. The moment I got into Christ, I stepped into eternity. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. When you want to write about me, you better write about me correctly. Because if you write about me according to the flesh, you'll be wrong. Praise God. Hallelujah. So if I see anything... In the physical, in the flesh, that does not align. Maybe I notice that people in my family are dying at a particular level. Where I notice that I, I, I am not getting the opportunities I de listen to me. Everybody look at me. How many of you have desires in your heart about certain places you want to be in life? Let me see. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Those desires you have in your heart, it's God that put it inside. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's God that put it inside. You're going to find out that sometimes you find that you have this discomfort within you. Remember sometimes you have that time where you have some discomfort within you that I should be, I should be, I, I feel that you have this thing inside of you that you can, the, the expression of the giftings and of the glory and the, and the, the things inside you, the, it can be more. I mean, if you have that, listen, it is God that put that in there. It's God that put it there. God that put it there. Amen. God did not plan for you to come into this world and everything is looking dark. Everything is looking confused. No, sir. Listen to me. If you are a Christian, if you find everything looking dark and looking confused, you can rise up and say, in the name of Jesus, I command light to shine. In the name of Jesus, I bring order into this dark space. In the you understand? You are a superior occupying force. Amen. A superior occupying force. You are not at the mercy of the devil. 
You are not at the mercy of darkness. You are not at the mercy of poverty. I'll tell you a story. How many of you know the story of Jacob? How many of you know the Jacob? Remember Jacob? Jacob was working with his father-in-law, Laban. Now, Jacob is an interesting character. Very interesting character. And you see, I, I think many of the brothers in church here, all right, will identify with Jacob because, you see, you see Jacob was a romantic. Someone said, Namumu de love. I think that that's Jacob. Hmm, Yeah. Let me explain a bit about Jacob for you because I don't think many of you understand what Jacob did because you, sometimes you read your Bible and you speed read it. Let me explain what Jacob did. You see, Jacob goes to his father's relative, Laban, and says, Oh, I've been sent for my father to come and stay with you because my father doesn't want me to be no mingling with the, you know, the Canaanites and all. You know, and Jacob goes there and he sees Rachel. Rachel was Laban's daughter, and he loved Rachel. The Bible says she was fair, hallelujah. Her air, you know, went like this, this way, flowed that way, and it was not a weak, it was natural, you know, and it was really nice. And you know, Rachel, you know, look awesome. She says, I, I, There's nothing wrong with wig, but I'm just saying she didn't have a wig, it's just truth, amen. Was it not the truth? It's true, you know, so there's nothing wrong with a wig, amen. Remember, I think we gives women the opportunity to, you know, to make us not understand. You know, we we we'll be guessing. Is this you, sister Rebecca? Oh, cut last year. No cut last week. Now, has it grown? You just see on that hair like that. Then also a gold hair just shows up. Then a brown one like wow. Wow, this is um, you know, amen, somebody. <laughs> but but what Rachel was, whoo, boy, she was awesome. Then they did the wedding. Praise God. We, you know, did the wedding, all right? Jacob said, I don't have any money to pay for bride price. But he says, I'm going to pay with seven years. I will work for you for seven years. Or Rachel. He said, that's a fool. You, 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 sorry, but you know what I mean, right? I, I'll take the money, amen? I'll take the money then later we will talk about the, you know. But I'll take the money, amen? But you know, we thank God for Jacob, amen? Romantic. <clears throat> Love you, bro. Yeah. So now he worked for it was a work for Rachel for seven years. Now after they've done the wedding, at the night, the night, you know, done everything, and they gave him the wife. Huh? And I looked, and it was Leah. Leah's, uh, you know, you understand? She's, you know, she's not as beautiful as Jacob, uh, as uh, uh, Rebecca Rachel. And Jacob storms to the father, Laban. What is this? I married Rebecca. Why you give me Leah? Laban, very, is a trickster. You know Jacob too was a trickster. So you see, trickster met trickster. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he gets there. He says, oh, Jacob, I forgot to tell you. In our culture, we don't give the junior before the senior. So he now says, what do we do? Okay, I will serve you seven years for her too. So we got Jacob serving for wives for 14 years. Hallelujah. He was deceived by his father-in-law. I mean, pay attention. I want to show you the life of a Christian. He was deceived and mistreated by his father-in-law. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Good. He served 14 years. After 14 years, he only had wife and children. No property to his name. 
14 years. A man, the blessing of God was on. 14 years. He went to Laban, pay me my wages. I've served. Oh, you understand? Pay me. Laban changed his salary 10 times. He was stuck. So you see, there are times where you are a Christian, but it doesn't look around you that things are, things are you're so stuck like Jacob was. Hallelujah. So you know what God did? God told him, get out of this place. And I'll show you how. So God now came and gave him an idea. Praise God. And gave him an idea about how to produce and leave that house with wages. So he now says, Laban, please, um, what I want you to pay me. He said, all this, imagine, all these goats were black. Then he now said, you pay me with speckled goats. Laban looked at all these goats. I should pay his speckled goat. And look, there were no speckled goats among his goods. Say, we are fine. No problem. That's good. Say, so what wanted to trick him again. God showed Jacob how to bring something out of what? Nothing. That is the kind of life we have in Christ. Hallelujah. We can be pressed down, but we cannot be destroyed. Amen? 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 Amen. Hallelujah. You can persecute us. The more you persecute us, the more we will grow. So, for example, in the north, where Boko Haram and all those guys are systematically attacking Christians in southern Gaduna, watch out in the next 20, 30 years. We will take over northern Gaduna. Because the more you persecute us, the more we will what? We will grow. Why? Because we have what is called the life of God. Say it. I have the life of God in me. Yes. Praise God. I said, praise God. So the first thing will happen is this. When you become a Christian, when you accept Jesus into your life, you become translated from darkness into what? Into light. Praise God. Hallelujah. The second thing that happens to you when you become a Christian is that you become a son of God. Turn to 1 John chapter 3. A son of God. Are you there? A son of God. Do you know what it means for you to be a son of God? I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not of the nice raps. You know, we used to sing when we, oh, if you remember, I am a child of God. No, no, I'm not of the nice raps. You understand? Or I am on the lost side. Who is on the lost side? I want to know. I am on the lost side. No, I'm not. You're, look, the Christian is not the guy on the Lord's side. No. It's bigger than that. There is something different between, there is a difference between being in the Lord and being on His side. Praise God. There is something, uh, there is a difference between the Lord being in you and being on His side. There is a difference between being one with the Lord and being on His side. Being on His side means He has an agenda and you say we are, with, we are for it. Praise God. But when you are talking about being in the Lord and the Lord being in you, we are talking about sonship. We are saying that God is wherever you are. We are saying that you have become the living address on earth of the Jehovah Almighty. You understand? You know, on this earth, every God has a temple. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So, you know, if you want to go and meet Shongo, he has a temple. Is that correct? You want to meet, oh yeah, he has a temple. Praise God. When you want to meet God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, you don't need to go to heaven. You need to find a Christian. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did you get that? Yes, sir. You need to find a what? A Christian. 
because the christian is god's address on earth the christian is the headquarter hallelujah of god on planet earth if you want to meet god find the christian i'm not saying the christian is god god is inside that christian praise god if you are here and when we shake you god does not come out we need to put god in you today how by receiving jesus as your lord and when you receive Jesus as your Lord, you become a son of God. Look at 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. All right, quickly. Rounding up. How many of you are learning something already? How many of you are learning something already? I'm praying that those of you who have not yet received Jesus, all right, faith is coming into your heart. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. One to go. It says what? Behold what manner of love the Father had bestowed. Did you see that? He says he had what? Bestowed. This is God's. God is the one who gives freely. God does not hurt. You know this picture we have of God where we are begging God. We are begging him. Oh God, we are, are begging you. I'm begging you, oh God. I really want to beg you. Oh God, just, just find it in your heart. God is not like that. God wants to give you more than you want it. See, listen. Strong faith does not come until you understand what I'm telling you. God wants to give that thing to you more than you want it. So others, please, please, Father, please. Father, you don't need to be saying please to God. Please is a statement of unbelief. Because please is, in your imagination, you think he's not willing. Oh, remember those, that time when some lepers came to Jesus and said, if you be willing, you can make us clean. And Jesus says, I am willing. Because God is willing to bless you. Praise God. When God gives, he bestows. So what bestows means is that when he does it, he does it generously. Lavishly. When God forgave, he forgave richly. The Bible says, all right, in, in him we have redemption through his blood. According to what? Even the forgiveness of this, according to the, what? the riches of his grace. The boku boku of his grace. The riches. The riches of his grace. When God gives, he doesn't just give, he doesn't give just enough. He gives what? More than enough. Hallelujah. When he gave you the Holy Ghost, he didn't give you just the head. Or the leg of the spirit. No, he gave you everything. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So don't have that idea that God is holding back from you. No, he's not. Is not things that have happened in life, all right. Things that have been tough, and you're wondering what's going on. Why is my own life like this? Yes, there are individual wickednesses that the devil has done to against certain people. Yes, there are wicked people in many whose households. Oh, yes, that's correct, but it is not God that is the author of those wickedness. God is not the author of that darkness. Hallelujah, amen. Now, the moment you understand that, I understand God is in you. Praise God. If you are in Christ, hallelujah, then He is now on your side. You can pray properly. Hallelujah, Praise God. amen. So it says, all right, uh, 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 behold what manner of Lord the Father has given unto us that, that it might be called what? The sons of God. So that means God gave birth to you. So when you say Father, in the name of Jesus, you are talking to the person who gave birth to you in Christ. Father. And when you say Father, he hears you immediately. Praise God. When you say Father, he comes. Yes, what do you want? Hallelujah. How many of you have children? Let me, let me see your hand. Put your hand up. You have, a, you have a child. Let me see. Okay, Pastor Emmanuel, welcome to the call. Amen. All right, I think Pastor Tolani, I think she has a child too. Not really sure, but I think Pastor T has a child. 
Amen. Praise God. Now, now, I have a son. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Now, I have a son. Hmm? When my son comes and says, sometimes, because, first, by the way, the part of childhood you love, you know, if you thought that when a child was born, that was when your joy will be the fullest. Wait till you begin to fellowship with the child. There is a le higher level of joy in that. In that it's telling you, I want to use the toilet, and you guys go together. You understand? I want to poo-poo. You understand? So you find out that one of the things about fatherhood is not just the betting of a son, but the fellowshipping and participation with that participation with that son. Are you following what I'm saying here? I'm using that as an allegory to talk about God. So you got born again. Yeah, there is joy in heaven over one sinner. You understand? All right, that comes to Christ. But after that, there is the what? The partnership and the what? The fellowship. So when you come to God and say, Father, boom, God say, what do you want? I want to talk to you. And you are talking to him and talking to him. Open your eyes, he will talk back. Because he delights in you. He's not like your natural father. Some of us have wonderful fathers, praise God. Some of us didn't have good, great, great fathers. Do not interpret the, the, the character of God as a father through the lens of your own father. Praise God. Don't think that Father God or Papa God is like your dad. Hallelujah. Because many of us see God through our dads. If your dad was strict, you think God is strict. Like your dad. Praise God. I said, praise God. Yeah. So, that, so ask him. Talk to him. Praise God. Then you can talk again. The, the, the third one I want to talk about and we will pray. Alright? Said so The second one is that, what happens when you become a Christian? You become a what? A son of God. Correct? Now, what's the third thing that happens when you become a Christian? The third thing that happens when you become a Christian is, because you be, you, is that you become a king. You become a what? A king. Turn your Bibles to Revelation chapter 1. Revelations chapter 1. Praise the Lord. And verse 5. Everybody read. One, two, go. It says what? And had made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be what? Glory and dominion forever. Hallelujah. Now, when he says he has made us kings, kings, look at Revelation 5 and 10 too. Let's read that too. Revelation 5 and 10. He says what? No, Revelation 5 and 10. Not 1 and 10. He says, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign where? Where are we reigning? Are we reigning in heaven? Reigning is where? Here. We are reigning where? We are reigning where? Now, so the reason why God made you a king is for the purpose of exercising dominion on the earth. And you exercise dominion on the earth through words. Now, there's the priestly part, all right, which I'll talk about later. All right, but we can't be talking about priests to, you know, someone that's not yet understood is a king. Notice he didn't say he has made us priest and king. He said he has made us what? kings and what and priests the kingship is first praise god so when you become in christ you become a king and because you have it you are a king you now have what is called authority authority is the right and the ability to exercise dominion it changes how you pray 
Glory to God. Changes how you pray. Amen. Changes how you pray. So, for example, the way I pray is like this. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, I worship you. I thank you for the authority you have given me. Let me use an analogy. Pastor, we should come. Let's imagine this is his word. Everybody, is this his word? Whatever we call it, it is. Praise God. Now, um, Pastor Victor, come. Where's your own sword? Oh, yeah, let's use a pencil. No, that barrel. Oh, yeah, come. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, stand behind this thing. Oh, yeah, begin to beat him. In love, oh, because you know that we say our six pack. Uh -huh. You are beating him. Is that no? That's not. I'm talking like they are molesting him, move him around. Ah, you know, you are pressing him. You are pressing. No way to. We say should be the devil. <laughs> oh yeah, we say come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we say. You know, oppressive, carrying him up, laughing. Oh yeah, we are quickly. <laughs> What's that? You are, you are not. Are you? I didn't say massage him. I said. Now, now listen. He's been oppressed of the devil before he comes to Christ. Although you know that this is not this is not serious. But I'm talking of you know, sir. Now, this person comes. Now, start, start coming to me. Continue oppressing him. Start coming to me. So he comes and he accepts. <laughs> now he comes. He accepts Christ and and comes to Christ. He he he, he, he accepts Jesus as Lord. Amen. Praise God. Then I come and he says, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you died, all right, on the cross. You, we see he's loving this devil display too much. Now, and he comes like that. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you died and rose from me again. Come into my life. Make me yours forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, when he does that, what happens? He becomes a king and he has authority. Okay? He has what? Authority. Before he didn't have authority in Christ. So the devil could do what he was doing to him. You understand that? But now he has authority in Christ. Now, when he gets that authority, when it comes to the devil, he doesn't talk to me, God, about that devil. Do you understand? Because I have now given him authority, what? Over the devil. Praise God. Hallelujah. So when the devil comes against this guy now, who is now in Christ, what is he supposed to do? Use the authority. Use the what? Authority. Use the what? Exactly. Now, let me tell you something. The devil, because this guy now has authority, doesn't mean the devil will not come after him. Because he will want to test whether he knows. Are you following what I'm saying? For example, two, uh, you know, you could have robbers. Then you have soldiers coming with guns. You understand? Now, the robbers will face fire. Because, they will, you know, now, you have guns, I have guns, let us see. But when they now begin to see that these ones have a higher firepower, what do they do? They have to run. So it is the exercise of authority that puts devils to flight. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, what many believers do after they get in Christ is that when the devil comes after them with this authority in their hand, they are talking to God. Trying to get God to do something about that devil that God has already given them something to do something about. Are you following? So even though they are wonderful Christians, they go to church, they love the Lord, they remain under oppression. Are you following? But they are supposed to do something about the devil. 
Hallelujah. So you are supposed to say, in the name of Jesus, I come against any foul spirit in this atmosphere. I pull you down. I destroy you. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. I nullify your activities. And I declare you have no right to function in this place. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I release prosperity and increase into this place. In the name of Jesus, I shine the light of God. You understand? You're talking like that. As you are talking, you are a king. You will be obeyed. Where the word of a king is, there is what? Power. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now listen, first and foremost, all eyes close, if you are here and you have not yet made Jesus Lord of your life, if you have not yet received the life of God, if you have not yet received salvation, if you have not yet received forgiveness of sins, all right i want you to put your hand on your chest put your hand on your chest right now wherever you are if you are here and you are not sure that jesus all right when jesus comes you're going with jesus if you have not yet received righteousness the gift of righteousness if you have not yet received sanctification if you are there in your seat and you are still bound under the hold of sin wherever you are put your hand on your chest let's lead you to jesus christ right now right now right now don't put it off tomorrow might be late right now jesus died on the cross for your sins hallelujah he died for you all right he was buried and three days later he rose up from the dead hallelujah showing his victory showing that he has won hallelujah showing you that he has defeated death defeated sin and defeated the devil so put your hands on your chest let's lead you to christ say this with me if you are in that, you want to accept Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead. Come into my life. I receive you into my life. I receive light into my life. I declare I am free from darkness. I declare I am free from sin. I declare I am free from the devil. I am now a child of God. I am now a son of God, now and forever. The blood of Jesus, the mark of Christ, is on me now. And I am stamped, saved forever, because of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you have said that, welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. Can we put our hands together for them? If you said that prayer, I want you to just make sure um, we get to know um, who you are so that we can get your names and you know number and make sure we can follow you up properly praise god praise god Hallelujah. that's the best prayer the best decision you could ever make accepting jesus and making him lord of your life praise god Hallelujah. praise god Hallelujah. all right can we lift up our hands and just begin to worship him right now go ahead and worship him <sighs> Go ahead and worship him. Hallelujah. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.